Travel Podcast Season 4, Episode 13. I'm Bridie, one of the founders of World Vegan Travel Tours, and the World Vegan Travel Podcast is all about showing you how you might explore this world as a vegan. We do different types of episodes, we share our vegan travel experiences and the experiences of others to inspire you to get out into this beautiful world, and we conduct interviews with people doing amazing things to promote vegan travel, as well as individuals and organisations that are protecting human and non-human animals in a destination you could be visiting. So let's get right into it. On today's episode, we'll be talking to Amanda Hand. Amanda Hand, who is a vegan, has worked in the travel insurance industry for over a decade, and she's also a marketeer, and I'm really excited to have her join us on the World Vegan Travel Podcast, because not only does she know a lot about travel insurance, but she's also spent more than 10 years communicating insurance, travel insurance to non-insurance people like me, maybe like you, so you can be sure that you're going to really understand what it is that she's talking about. Now, travel insurance is not a sexy topic at all, but in my view, and I'm sure in Amanda's view too, it's important that you know the basics. And I really do feel like this conversation that I have with Amanda is going to really help you understand the basics of travel insurance. For example, what are the different components of travel insurance? Why is having travel insurance important? When is credit card insurance enough and when it isn't? Talking about uh, how travel insurance can and can't help us with COVID-19 and war. What the deal is with travel insurance in pre-existing conditions. And also you'll get to learn about when you book travel insurance like is does it actually matter when you book your travel insurance it's also going to help you decide what your level of risk is and we're also going to talk about as well how you can get travel insurance so i personally think that this is the most important podcast episode we have ever released knowing that you have the right amount of coverage for you and your loved ones during your trip is the best possible way to ease worry that if something happens on your trip that you're going to be looked after that you're going to be supported that you're not going to bankrupt your family or have to remortgage your house so listen to this podcast and then listen again if you need to you don't need to become an insurance expert be able to buy travel insurance that's going to cover you you just have to understand the basics so that you know what questions to ask yourself about what you need and what questions you need to ask when getting a policy. This information is supposed to be really empowering and in my opinion, it really, really is. So, before we get started, this podcast is sponsored by World Vegan Travel. At the time of publishing this podcast, we are just about to release our two new trips to Italy for 2023. Um, One to Tuscany, and the other to Northern Italy. And these will be happening in the late spring and early summer of 2023. So let's talk about these two trips really quickly. And then I invite you to press pause, go on over to our website, look at the coming soon section 
to learn more about these trips and then come back to the website on the 25th of May to book your escape to Italy in 2023. So, Tuscany. Medieval hill towns, spectacular vistas, vibrant cities, animal sanctuary visits, and of course, delicious, fresh, plant-based Italian cuisine and wine. Join Colleen Patrick Goudreau on an all-inclusive eight-day, seven-night adventure to Italy's gorgeous, drop-dead stunning Tuscany region for food, wine, culture, and history. So, what about Northern Italy? Well, Northern Italy's got the awe-inspiring Dolomite Mountains, dreamy Lake Agada, serene alpine meadows, and gourmet plant-based cuisine await you. Not to mention a visit to romantic Verona, a gondola ride on the canals of Venice, Prosecco and Aperol spritz aplenty, and of course, you will be joined by vegan author and podcaster Colleen Patrick Goudreau on an amazing all-inclusive trip through northern Italy. So if that sounds like something that's interesting for you then come back on the 25th of May or maybe there's still spots available whenever you listen to this go and have a look and you are always welcome to jump on a call with me to talk through the trips a little bit more. So let's get back to Amanda. There are lots of resources that we talk about in this episode so make sure you look at the show notes and get all of the details. Let's chat with Amanda. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you so much for joining me on the Well Vegan Travel podcast. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. We have got quite a hard job in front of us today because we talked about this topic, travel insurance, during the uh, Travelling in a New Vegan World Summit. And we had so much to say that it ended up being more than an hour and a half long. So we have got to try to compress it a little bit. It's a topic that I think is, uh, is really important, but it's maybe not the most exciting thing to talk about but it is so important it can make and break your holiday and that is travel insurance and before we get into the nitty gritty information Amanda I'm wondering if you could tell us a little bit about what makes you an authority to talk about this topic please. Yeah, absolutely. So I've been working in the travel insurance industry for over eight years, uh, and I am a professional writer and marketer. So it is my job to study the products in depth and be able to help educate travelers on how they work um, and how they can make the best use of them uh, so that they can find the right fit Uh, to manage the risks associated with travel to their specific trip. So you have really dug deep into that fine print that most of us generally don't (laughs) look at. So I'm hoping you're going to draw our listeners' attention to some things that they might not have thought of before. So awesome. Okay, so let's go right back to basics here. Let's talk about what travel insurance actually is and the different components of travel insurance because I think this really trips a few people up. Yeah, travel insurance is a financial solution essentially for travelers that um, is designed to protect them from financial catastrophe for any of the risks that are associated with travel. Mm. And What do you mean by financial catastrophe? I mean, that sounds a little bit dramatic when, you know, I go on a holiday and it costs me $2,000. Like what kind of catastrophes are you talking about here? I mean, 
I think that it it is one that's one thing that travelers don't think about a lot is actually is that yes you have maybe spend two thousand dollars on your trip but if you are if there's an, a medical emergency and you need to be airlifted um you know and you're in another country uh let's say you're in europe um the average emergency medical evacuation is over two hundred thousand dollars from europe to maine uh in the united states um, so that right there is a financial catastrophe. There have been people in the United States uh, specifically who have had to uh, refinance their homes or sell their homes because of a medical emergency that had happened overseas that um, they needed to, they ended up needing to pay for out of pocket. This always scares scares the bejesus out of me. You know, I'm always so terrified of, of this. And, you know, no matter what else happens, I always have insurance for medical and m- always make sure that it includes medical evacuation uh, because it's, it's these costs that could, you know, bankrupt the individual or their family who desperately want to do what is needed to, to save a family member. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty full on. So could you talk a little bit about like travel cancellation insurance and trip interruption insurance as well? Because I know this is usually included. It's part of travel insurance, depending on the policy, you have to check carefully. But what are the differences between the two? Yeah, absolutely. So there's there's really, when you think about it, there's three, maybe four main product types in the travel insurance space. You have travel protection products, which are also known as comprehensive travel insurance. And that's what covers the traveler from medical emergencies, uh, evacuations, covers their the financial um, component of the trip, so the, the trip investment itself from cancellations, interruptions, delays, and then it also covers their things, so their baggage, sporting equipment, um, you know, any type of gear that they might take along. So that's the travel protection plan. And then you have, um, you know, you have travel medical insurance, uh, which is designed to just cover the, the medical aspect. There is no uh, coverage for the trip investment itself. And then you also have emergency assistance memberships. We're actually seeing some changes in the industry that are pretty cool. There's with the emergency assistance memberships, there's a new company out there, CAP Travel Travel Assistance uh, is, is that company. And what they're doing is actually providing security services um, as well as evacuation memberships. So if you you know are hospitalized and you need to be repatriated home, that's covered at, uh, at no cost to you um, other than your membership. But if you experience a travel emergency um, where you are in danger, whether that's uh, kidnap or ransom, you know, you feel like somebody is stalking you, um, anything like that, they have uh, security that you can call uh, or push a button with an app. Um, so there's that type of travel insurance um, as well. So it's not really insurance, but it's w- it's within that realm. It's like travel assistance. That's really exciting. And um, I mean, I think it's really innovative that insurance companies are adapting to the new world. And I think that sort of brings us into a little bit about uh, COVID and whether insurance companies are covering for COVID. Because if if I remember well, way back in 2020, a lot of insurances were not covering for COVID. I mean, first of all, you couldn't travel, but I had a lot of friends who were using a travel insurance when they were living in Cambodia and, and you know, as a, as a migrant worker, which probably isn't the best thing to do, but that's what they did at that time. 
And then all of a sudden they found that their insurance wasn't going to cover in the event of COVID. And, and mm-hmm. as gov- governments closed down borders, they were, um, they were no longer going to be covered. And it seems that that the industry has moved on from that now. So could you maybe explain a little bit how insurance generally is able to cover um, in the case of contracting COVID-19, the fear of contracting COVID-19 and what kinds of things um, it will cover us for? Yeah, absolutely. So um, it'll kind of take us back to those different product types. So depending on the product that you choose, um, that's a good fit for you, you know, your coverage will vary there. So if you have that travel protection or those comprehensive plans, um, if you get COVID before your trip, um, and you know, obviously we know that if you test positive the day before travel, um, as long as you bought your travel insurance before you took your test, you know, you can get reimbursed for any non-refundable expenses from the cancellation as long as those expenses were prepaid and they were covered by the actual travel insurance plan. Now let's fast forward to during the trip. If you contract COVID during your trip, the medical costs uh, can be covered. Um, Your hotel quarantine can be covered. Some plans um, even cover your meals. Uh, So if you, because you're gonna have to get delivery service because you're quarantined. So, you know, some will cover, you know, up to so much uh, per day uh, towards meals and groceries as well. So, you know, there's a, it's really extensive coverage. Um, and also, uh, like we said, the hotel quarantine. So if, you know, you're, let's say you're traveling for seven days on day seven, you test positive for COVID, well, you're supposed to come home, but now you're going to have to quarantine for another seven to 10 or 14 days. The travel insurance plan can cover the costs of the hotel as well, but it's very important to check out the fine print depending on the policy that you choose, because if you're not looking uh, at the fine print, then you, you don't, you don't know if you're getting the right plan for that specific scenario. So if that is a concern, which I think right now for everybody it should be, just make sure to check out the fine print so that you know that uh, the quarantines are covered. Now, if you have a travel medical plan, that's only going to cover the cost of the medical care um, and anything that is medically necessary during your trip. So uh, you probably won't see a lot of travel medical plans that are going to have any sort of quarantine coverage, no meal reimbursement, no trip cancellation coverage, no interruption coverage. And then you, of course, have those emergency assistance uh, elements of that. If you have to be Let's say that, you know, if it's a severe case of COVID, you need intensive care, you know, the emergency assistance portion um, of your plan will, you know, handle any sort of evacuation to get you to the nearest hospital that can treat you effectively. And if extended care is needed, they will repatriate you back to your home country as well. I remember when we spoke a couple of months ago about this, you told me about this new product. I, the name escapes me right now, but um, maybe maybe they don't do it anymore. It, Kovac. Yeah, so uh, this is a very interesting product. And I think maybe it's designed for people who, who maybe need to get back for a particular thing, maybe people traveling for business, I should say, but maybe not. Could, but could you explain this really new and exciting product? 
Yeah, um, the COVAC, so COVAC Global is an evacuation membership, and it's designed uh, kind of like CAP that we just spoke of, and it's designed for uh, any sort of emergency evacuation, whether it's medical or natural disaster. There, at the beginning of the pandemic, COVAC was covering, if you tested positive, they would get you to home so that you can complete your quarantine at home. It doesn't seem like they're doing that any longer, um, but there still are some companies out there that are doing that in the emergency assistance realm. Um, so if you don't want to complete your quarantine overseas, um, you know, you have that option with those mm. types of plans. So, yeah, they're really designed to, if, if it's medically necessary for you to be evacuated or repatriated, they're really designed for that. But you can add on um, extended benefits that give you a little bit more freedom. Like, okay, I actually just don't want to, um, you know, complete my quarantine in this country. So I would like to be brought home. Um, it won't be a private helicopter or air ambulance if that's not necessary. It'll probably be some sort of commercial flight, but, you know, or, or not commercial flight, but some sort of flight that you can quarantine on. You know, they have different levels. You, it's not a private jet <laughs> is basically what I'm saying. <laughs> that would be crazy. Yeah, I have to admit, I did wonder what the plane would look like. Like, is it these sort of like hermetically sealed rooms where each person is in with their own filtration system or something? But yeah, I mean, I think it's going to become less and less likely that we'll need these, that we'll want these kinds of insurance as um, testing is being dropped. I mean, it's still a testing requirement to come back into the United States at the time of recording this podcast. It could be dropped by the time it's released. I'm not sure. Mm. But but yeah, for people that really needed to get back for something important, it's helpful. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So a topical thing that I've been thinking a lot about, and maybe we can talk a little bit about this is, you know, so COVID isn't so much of a concern anymore I think talking about things that pop up in the world that can impact our travels one that's popped up in the past couple of months is uh, the war in Ukraine and I guess my question is like obviously I'm not booking a holiday to Ukraine or Russia or Belarus anytime soon but you know I I, you know I wonder whether this war Mm -hmm. could somehow impact my travels to Europe um how does travel insurance cover in these kinds of situations? Like what sort of scenarios could pop up and how might travel insurance help us? That's a good question. So um, a lot of travel insurance policies exclude acts of war. So um, if something is a result of an act of war, um, I don't there there is not going to be there aren't going to be a lot of options um however uh that doesn't mean that there are no options um you know it's just that if you have if you have travel insurance and you know let's say that you are traveling to western europe and, um, you know, even though it's not Ukraine and let's say the, the, the war were to extend beyond Ukraine unexpectedly, your, your emergency assistance that comes with your travel insurance plan, um, now this is mainly the comprehensive travel protection plans that I'm referencing. We'll get to the, the memberships in a minute, but there, 
There might be some evacuation coverage due to political threat, but again, very specific policy. Make sure you always read the fine print. So if you are traveling to Western Europe and that is a concern, you'll want you'll want to check. Um, so there might be a security evacuation or political threat evacuation benefit built built into that plan uh, that can get you either home or to the nearest country of safety. Again, going to depend on the plan, um, what which one of those it is. Now, CAP travel assistance, um, that evacuation membership, different story. That is going to be your most robust coverage for that. From what I remember when I spoke to one of their reps was that they actually have military trained uh, professionals within their network. So if there is something like that, you're experiencing political threat, there's a security threat while you're traveling, um, like you have this app, you push that button, you let them know you're in danger, someone will hop on the phone right away in real time, and then they will deploy, if they need to, military trained professionals to help evacuate you and get you to safety. So there are options. You know, what those options are is is really going to depend on the plan. Now, if we flip back to those comprehensive travel insurance plan, if your trip has started and, you know, you have to interrupt it or cut it short, as long as, you know, an act of war is not excluded from the policy, but like I said, it is from most, you might be able to get some reimbursement back for any parts of the trip that you end up missing or that are non-refundable. Uh, and same thing for trip cancellation. Um, but I think that your best bet would be cancel for any reason. Make sure you have a cancel for any reason plan if you're worried about covering your trip investment right now um, and you're worried about uh, the war in Ukraine. This is something maybe we could talk about for a moment is these tra- cancel for any reason travel policies because these are a really, really great option for people who are booking travel a really long time out and maybe they are booking a trip where they are spending a lot of money for example our trips they are not cheap trips they are a lot of money and you know people book our trips like a year in advance a year and a half in advance and anything can happen between now and then something that would be covered by a regular travel insurance but maybe some that wouldn't let's say um, someone gets pregnant and the due date ends up being around the time that y- you're about to leave. So could you explain a little bit about cancel for any reason travel insurance? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so right now, cancel for any reason travel insurance is pretty much only available to residents of the U.S. Um, but the idea behind that product is that it takes a trip cancellation plan and it extends that trip cancellation from a list of specific covered reasons to a cancellation for any reason. Most effective, you know, people who break ups, um, you know, like sometimes we have an idea, you know, we want to go on a trip with someone that we're, we're seeing and, you know, maybe we don't continue the relationship further. Um Cancel for any reason is used a lot in those scenarios for breakups, you know, but yeah, fear of COVID is, is an example, right? Like, you know, or, or fear of, of the war in Ukraine or fear of any war that's, that's going on right now. With travel insurance plans, you have to cancel for a reason that is covered within the plan and that list exists within that policy. So that's that fine print that you would read. Um, most common reasons are sickness, um, injury, Uh, death of a family member, uh, things like that. But 
if you are canceling because you are, let's say, having a breakup or you went through a breakup and you're no longer going with your partner, so you don't want to go on the trip at all, um, cancel for any reason would be the benefit that would cover you. So you'd get up to 75% of your non-refundable uh, prepaid trip expenses back. So it's a way of adding like a, like additional protection onto an already pretty robust policy, but it's going to cover all of those what ifs. Um, you know, if you don't get COVID, but your, you know, COVID cases are picking back up, there's a new strain, um, maybe it's a little scarier than than initially thought, and you say, you know, I just don't feel safe going, you're only going to cancel for any reason is going to be the, the avenue for you. A trip cancellation plan isn't going to cover you because the government says, ooh, COVID's a threat, and you might, you're probably going to get it if you travel. Mm-hmm. Um, that would fall under fear of something and not actually any sort of sickness or, or injury. Now, cancel for any reason does have stipulations. Um, which I know we've kind of touched on before. So um, I can go over those as well if you want. Uh, Sure thing. Could you tell us about those stipulations? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Typically with cancel for any reason, you have to buy the policy anytime um, between 7 to 21 days from the, Mm -hmm. the day you make your first trip payment. So if I know I'm going on, you know, a trip with World Vegan, travel uh, in in a year, I'm putting my deposit down today, that clock starts ticking the moment I give you that that deposit. I've got 21 days to secure a cancel for any reason plan. Um, And if you buy after that 21 days, you're not going to be eligible for the cancel for any reason benefit. Now, some plans make make it so that you have to cover the full cost of your trip as well. So any non-refundable prepaid expenses and then you have to cancel 48 hours or more before your scheduled departure. So if you're, you know, 24 hours out from your trip and you want to use your cancel for any reason benefit, you're not going to be able to use it. You mentioned a few little things there that I thought were quite, quite um, uh, important is that travel insurance only really covers non-refundable expenses. Like if the... If the flight gives you a credit, for example, because they've cancelled a flight, then that you can use at a later date, you can't Mm -hmm. make a claim and have that accepted. Am I understanding that well? Yeah. Um, Yeah. If if I booked a flight and that was the only expense for my trip and I had to cancel and the airline said, okay, well... We're going to give you a credit to use this later. You won't be able to. You won't be able to collect that money on your travel insurance. So, if you have the option, if you have travel insurance, I do highly recommend that if you have the option to not accept the credit um, and get your money back. That way, you have your own money and you can choose how to use it. Because what are the odds that you're going to use? You know, we don't always use the same airline. The the price doesn't stay the same. You know, it it just, I would rather have that cash back than than have a future travel credit. That's an important thing. You know, sometimes uh, airlines will offer us a credit and make it out that that's the only option that you have. But actually there are, you know, maybe they are just not wanting to give you back your money. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, exactly. They're trying to keep that investment uh, that you made uh, under their roof. So um, a lot of the times when we use our credit card, we might have travel insurance or medical insurance connected with that card. And a lot of people will say, oh, it's okay, I'm insured because I've got this credit card. So 
Um, could you maybe explain like how the credit card insurance works and what people should think about before they are going to just go and travel on a whim thinking, oh, I've got this American Express card, I'm, I'm A-OK? Yeah, um, you know, the coverage is pretty hit or miss with, with credit card coverage. So, um, you know, there are some travel insurance benefits that are that are great. And um, there are some that are not so great. And then there's a lot of fine print that you might need to check out. So, you know, I believe Chase Sapphire is the credit card that has like the most robust travel protection coverage. Um, But even with that, I believe that if you want to use any sort of trip cancellation benefit, you have to have the entire trip charged on the credit card in the first place, which isn't hard to do. We know that we know that that's easy to do when you're booking travel to use a credit card. Um, (laughs) That's just so if you keep it all within that one, those expenses might be covered by, you know, that credit card. But there's there's a lot of stipulations for the medical benefits. Like sometimes the there's there's credit card. Travel insurance plans that the medical is like a, a maximum of one thousand or four thousand, or it's really, really low. That and and for international travel, that is just not enough coverage. It really is not. Um, and then you know the evacuation benefits are really limited. Like your trip can only be fourteen days long or thirty days long. Or so if you're someone who's traveling a bit longer than that, then that's problematic as well. So it's it's just really, really important to yes use the insurance that you have available to you but also understand it and and understand that there are gaps and that you're probably going to need to supplement that with either a comprehensive or a travel medical plan Mm. or one of those emergency assistance memberships i'm a huge fan of those (laughs) i really really am those are great great plans Excellent. Yeah. Seb and I, we are heading to the United States on Monday for about 10 10 days or so. And uh, I decided to just use our credit card insurance to cover me for this trip. But before I did so, I was very careful about it. We have American Express Platinum here in Canada. So I went on the website and I checked and I realized, okay, my trip is less than 15 days. Okay, good. But I actually called and, you know, the poor staff, they must get these kinds of questions all the time. But I just find I get so freaked out by the fine print. I basically called them up and I said, okay, I'm traveling to the United States. Am I going to be covered for medical? Yes, up to 5 million. Okay, that sounds okay. Um, what about trip cancellation? She said, well, I I said, we're not flying, we're driving there. And she said, she said, well, you're not going to be covered for trip cancellation. There's very few of these little, these costs associated with this trip. So I thought, okay, well, I'm, I'm okay not having trip cancellation, really, it's medical and medical evacuation, that's the most important things. And a couple of other thoughts swirled around in my head that I can't remember right now. But basically, you know, I, I decided that I would do that. But I'm doing that with the understanding that, you know, if I can't attend for some reason, I might be, um, I might not get money back for my Airbnb booking, for example, you know, these kinds of things. And, mm-hmm. and that's, you know, a bit of a, that would be a frustration, but I think it's something that I'm prepared to risk. But, uh, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I, I don't know whether you would do the same in my situation, but, you know, I, I took the credit card insurance with this thought very carefully with thinking about all possible eventualities before 
actually deciding to stick with that. Yeah, I mean, it's, you were you were very thorough, and that's how you have to be. Um, and don't be afraid to pick up the phone. Like I tell everybody, do not be afraid to call the insurance company or the the credit card company and really ask questions about the benefits that are available to you. It's their job to answer them, and and you deserve oh. to you deserve to feel good about you know what you're using. Um, yeah, I buy travel insurance. I buy travel insurance for almost every trip that I take, but. For domestic travel, I typically just use what's available with my with my credit card. So anything that is domestic um, or that yeah road trip, uh, low budget. Like if I'm only flying somewhere and I'm staying with a friend or I'm staying with a relative, um, I I typically don't buy travel insurance for those uh, those types of trips. But anything international. Um, I make sure that I I always have a travel insurance plan. Um, my 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 credit card. I have Visa. There I have like some. It, my benefits are not good. Not with my credit card. I don't have like a very good um, travel reward type credit card yet. So um, I have to always buy third party when I'm traveling international. But I know a lot of people who have like Chase Sapphire or you know the five million sounds great. So that's that's great. <laughs> I think that's an Amex Platinum benefit. I call up the American Express and I throw all of all sorts of possible scenarios at them and the poor staff but um yeah you, you have to it's it's so important and it's, it's not easy for everyone to be able to access that fine print and to apply that to real life you know it's it's really difficult so yeah call them call them that's what they're there for a question that i would like to ask you mentioned that travel insurance can help the travel industry aid in its recovery this is a very interesting question so can you talk a little bit about that yeah, I did, I did write like a, a pretty um, like extensive article on that. Um, Skift also uh, distributed a paper. Um, so Skift is a is a travel research uh, company, and they published a paper about this as well, which is um, you know in order for travel the travel industry to recover um, as a whole. We're really going to have to forge new kinds of partnerships. There's going to have to be a lot of collaboration. Um, and I, we're already seeing that. And I think like a lot of hotels are now starting to partner with travel insurance brands. Um, destination management companies are starting to take an interest in travel insurance brands that they haven't before. Uh, because typically they've left it up to the traveler or the travel agency. But now you're starting to see uh, you know, more people forging that type of partnership, that type of collaboration to help share the to help share the burden um, of the risk associated with travel let's think of a, a privately owned tour operator like a, an African safari right um, I know that you I know that world vegan travel does a lot of a lot of really cool vegan safaris um, when you have like a privately owned tour operator uh, they oftentimes in the past pre-pandemic were afraid to have really strict cancellation policies. Um, not every tour operator, but some of them, because they didn't want to deter people from making such a large investment in their trip. They, because if they had too strict of a cancellation policy, people would kind of go, "I don't know if I if I'm if I'm willing to take this plunge." But we saw that 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 is not helpful now that we have this pandemic where cancellations are happening like rapidly right you're just getting we got so many of them and that's continuing um you know there still are a lot of cancellations and interruptions due to the pandemic so 
when partnerships are forged and people are starting to use travel insurance, what that does is that allows the tour operators and the and the hotel companies to tighten up their cancellation policies because they are still businesses and they need to function. So if they have a ton of last minute cancellations, that really hurts them because they can't fill that right away. So Travel insurance is a way of making sure that, you know, they're also covering, you know, essentially covering all of their bases. Um, You know, if they're encouraging that their travelers have travel insurance because now they know, okay, well, we've got this really strict cancellation policy and we're telling you up front that it's strict. Um, So it's your responsibility to consider travel insurance if you're worried about that. Um, because if you have to cancel, we cannot give you your money back. Um, this this portion is non-refundable. So it's a way for uh, travelers to be able to say like, okay, I'm willing to make this really large investment because I know that I'm covering the risk. But it's also a way for the tour operators to make sure that they can still function should they be getting a lot of cancellations. Mm. Well, that's really great information. I'm going to be asking for a link to that uh, research paper after we finish recording this. That sounds very interesting. Yeah, you can include it in the show notes. It was really, really well done. Skift has a great team of, of researchers. So could we talk a little bit about pre-existing conditions? And another thing that I want to talk about as well is the age limitations um, that often apply to travel insurance. Uh, so can we talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so travel um, travel insurance can be bought for anyone that is up to um, the age of, for travel protection plans specifically, um, I believe up to the age of 86 is pretty much the maximum. But travel medical can be bought by anybody, anybody that has a pulse. <laughs> so you can get medical coverage. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, pre-existing medical conditions, it's really, really important. It doesn't matter what your pre-existing medical condition is. I mean, we know that people of all ages can have pre-existing medical conditions. If you have had a change in medication or have seen a doctor or have been requested to get any sort of blood work or test done, consider that a pre-existing condition. And um, make sure that your travel insurance plan allows for pre-existing medical conditions coverage and make sure that you follow the fine print for those. Um with comprehensive travel insurance plans, you get uh, what's called a pre-existing conditions exclusion waiver. It's a mouthful, right? It goes back to that like application of knowledge. It's That's a hard one to understand. What that basically is, is all pre-existing conditions are excluded from every travel insurance policy um, for, for the comprehensive travel protection plans. But if you qualify for that waiver, which you do by meeting certain requirements, that pre-existing condition exclusion will be waived, meaning you'll have coverage for pre-existing conditions. It's very, very, very much a mouthful. It's a lot to understand. <laughs> it really is. But um, you do that by either, you know, looking, so you look at the policy and they'll tell you when you need to buy it. It's a time-sensitive coverage. So you're either going to need to buy it 7, 10, 14, 15, or 21 days within your initial trip deposit. So again, kind of like cancel for any reason. That day that you put that deposit on your trip, your clock is ticking for pre-existing conditions coverage. Um, Some policies, you have to cover the full cost of your trip. So anything that's prepaid and non-refundable, make sure that you cover that. Um, And then you have to be medically able to travel at the time you purchase your travel insurance plan to qualify for any pre-existing medical conditions coverage. So if if your doctor were to say to you, 
as of today, I would not suggest, I would suggest that you don't travel. Um, you wouldn't qualify for pre-existing conditions coverage. So you always want to make sure that you, when you're booking your trip, um, that you do so when you are medically able to travel if possible so that you can get that pre-ex coverage. Pre-existing conditions um, exclusions can can ex- can exclude all different types of coverages, not just medical, um, not just evacuation coverage, but also trip cancellation, interruption, travel delay. If you don't have pre-existing conditions coverage, but you do experience a delay or a cancellation, then um, you know you won't qualify for getting your money back for getting those reimbursements for the cancellations interruptions misconnections all of that um so it's just important to make sure that that if you do have a pre-existing condition to uh go ahead and get that coverage make sure that you you qualify okay so i'm wondering if we can bring that to like the like to life a little bit by maybe talking about a scenario let's say for example i was on medication or for blood blood thinners or something like that is that hypertension I'm not quite sure yeah so say for example I um I was on medication for blood thinners I've maybe got high blood pressure whatever it is and then I decide that I want to go on a trip to um a really once in a lifetime trip to China for example uh what do I need to what do I need to think about I've booked my trip what do I need to do now Um, So the first thing that I would ask if I were the salesperson helping you buy your policy, the first thing I would ask is when were you prescribed that medication? Um, Because pre-existing conditions, the insurance companies have what's called a look back period. So if I were, if I've been on that medication for a year and there has been no change, um, my condition is all under control, um, you know, with a comprehensive, we're speaking specific to comprehensive plans, by the way, because travel medical is a whole different ballgame with pre-existing conditions. But Um, you know, if I've been on that medication for a year, I've been stable, everything's fine, then they probably won't consider that a pre-existing condition. But if I, 30 days before booking my trip, were prescribed that medication, uh, or 60 days, or maybe even 100 on some plans, then it would be. And what I would need to do is I would need to say, okay, um, I know that I'm, that I'm prescribed this medication. I've got, you know, what's technically considered a pre-existing condition being hypertension, I'm booking this trip. I don't want to lose my money if something happens and I can't travel. So I'm going to make sure that that day that I make that deposit, I'm starting to look at those travel insurance plans. Honestly, bonus points if you start looking at your travel insurance during the booking process before you pay your deposit, because I think that's really the best way to go. (laughs) I I agree, because sometimes these insurance policies can be a lot of money. And, uh, you know, that that is part of your trip. So, you know, that might influence how much you want to spend on your trip in the first place. So, Amanda, I want to thank you so much for joining us and telling us all about travel insurance. I think it's really important that every traveler has this kind of information so they can make um, really smart, informed choices regarding travel insurance. Thank you so much. And um, is there somewhere I can send people? Um, they can find me on LinkedIn. Um, if anybody wants to um, you know, find me on LinkedIn, you can always find me on LinkedIn if, if you're looking for me to help you. 
um, book a policy. I would, you know, I would have just like an, an hourly rate um, for that type of consulting um, because I don't earn commission. So, um, you know, I can help people. I'm happy to help people, but a great place to go to buy travel insurance is your travel advisor, your tour operator, um, but even your your insurance agent that sells you your car insurance. Um, they often offer travel insurance plans. So there's a lot of options out there. Um, I recommend, yeah, I recommend any online aggregator. Um, you know, there's some really great ones out there. Uh, Square Mouth, Insure My Trip. Um, but also uh, one of my favorite companies is Travel Safe Insurance. Um, they have great policies for um, US residents. Um, and then I think cap travel assistance, check it out. Um, especially if you're a solo traveler and you're in any marginalized group, um, you know, as a, as a queer traveler, um, you know, if I'm traveling with my partner, there's a lot of things I have to consider. Cap travel assistance will be on my, I will be buying those memberships from this point forward because of the security and protection that. I'm going to be linking to all of those things in the show notes, including Amanda's LinkedIn page. If you would like to reach out and connect with her, uh, thank you so much for joining me today, Amanda. Thank you so much for having me, Brady. It was great to uh, speak with you again. hope you enjoyed that episode and are feeling very empowered and that you will go and check on check out Amanda and connect with her on LinkedIn and of course you can ask for her advice and support regarding how to navigate uh, travel insurance stay tuned for more episodes which will help you get ready to discover this beautiful planet whether you stay in your local area or go further afield if you are interested in finding out more about World Vegan Travel and what we do, please check out our website, worldvegantravel.com. And if you like this podcast and want to dig a little deeper into the content we make, you can do that by going to the show notes. Thank you so much for joining us. Consider subscribing and leaving a review, and we hope you'll join us next time. <laughs>